Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for April 6th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. My other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA with Schwan Humes, are going to be doing one on Thursday. We skipped last week because there was no UFC show. Okay, so it's WrestleMania week, all right? So let's start with a video I posted last night, which was um, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus uh, Rhea Ripley and Asuka. And so this is another one of these time wasters that it's just lazy booking, okay? So the deal was, was that they, this was set up at last week's contract signing for no reason they had the tag team champs come out and challenge uh, Rhea and Asuka and Rhea accepted. You know what? They should have thrown a curveball in there where Asuka basically says, I'm not teaming with you. Forget it. And so she'd have to go find somebody else, right? But the WWE has is, is gotten to a point where they do kind of everything by a certain book. And, and the thing is, this is the kind of thing they like to do just before a big match. And I'm not a fan of it. I just think it's lazy. The match itself was a time waster. It doesn't really make people want to see the match. It makes people, you know, mad, really, a lot of cases. So you can see right at the start, even before the match starts, that Asuka just doesn't want to be there. She want, doesn't want to team with Rhea. Uh, she, she keeps looking at her sideways and stuff like that. And so, and the match itself was okay, but nothing special. Uh, it's kind of funny that they had uh, Rhea taking a lot of the heat during the match. So here it is. Just as Asuka is uh, beating up on Shayna Baszler, she goes to the top rope. She's going to do a missile dropkick, I would imagine. And Rhea dumps her on the floor. So why are they? Why do they do this? Because it, what it feeds into is the storyline that Rhea is overconfident, kind of like what Asuka said at the contract signing next week. So you got to earn it. You haven't earned anything. Okay? And so... You know, Rhea's standing there going, the, the, the uh, ambush kind of leads to the, um, to the finish, you know, kind of leads to the finish. And that's fine. This is, this, it's just stupid, that's all. And the thing was, is that then you got Rhea going, oh, it's my division, blah, 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 blah. But it'll be a different story on Sunday because I expect a very competitive match and, uh, you know, uh, Quite likely, Asuka will win. I, I don't know why they would have Rhea win at this point, but because uh, she's done nothing on the main roster so far. You know, you can't just bring somebody in and give them the title, right? And so, uh, you know, the it's the, the the reason that this has been so rushed, of course, was that Asuka had to go get her um, you know dental work done, and she did a video on her uh, YouTube page, uh, Kanachan TV where she uh, actually goes and gets the, um, the surgery done. So that I suggest you check that out because it's definitely worth a look. And uh, you should subscribe to her channel anyway because uh, she has some pretty full, cool stuff on there. Okay, so that leads to this Sunday, which of course we'll get to in a second. But first of all, we have the NXT TakeOver show, which is going to go two nights. And the, um, the first night is going to be on the USA Network in the U.S., and Sportsnet 360 in Canada. The second night will be on the WWE Network. And then as of next week, NXT will move to Tuesday. 
Okay, so uh, the big match that we want to talk about here is on the first night, and that is uh, Io Shirai defending her uh, NXT Women's Championship against Rena, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And, of course, the whole deal here is that, you know, uh, Io is five foot one, 115 pounds, and Raquel is six feet tall. So, obviously... People are looking at it, and they're totally underestimating EO because of all the crazy stuff that EO does. So, on last, they've done a really good build for this. Like on last Wednesday's NXT, they had like about four different segments where um, uh, Rhea kept, you know, beating up EO, including putting her through a wall. Obviously, it was, you know, rigged up. But the point is, the visual was good, right? And then at the end of the show, EO came out and she did a cross body on everybody. Okay. So the thing is, I think it will surprise people how competitive this match will be. Uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, who's going to win? Like I've said before, if they're moving EO up to the main roster, she should drop the belt. But if they're not, then she should keep the belt. And, and one of the things you have to keep in mind is the WWE these days likes to do record title runs and so what they might want to do is keep the belt on EO until she's the longest standing NXT champion NXT women's champion champion it wouldn't surprise me if that's what they did it's just like I said it depends on if they're moving EO up to the main roster I don't know if they're doing that or not okay now one thing I wanted to mention to Canadian fans it was announced a few days ago that in the U.S., the USA Network will be running Wednesday's show commercial-free. And I don't believe that Sportsnet is doing that. So uh, what I'm probably going to do, one time only, is I'm going to go back to my illegal feed <laughs> from the USA Network and cast it to my Roku player, okay, so that I can watch it without commercials as it deserves to be seen. I don't expect that um, Sportsnet will be doing um, doing this without commercials. So we're going to miss a lot of stuff without that. So if, you, if you're a Canadian fan and you know about the illegal feed and stuff like that, uh, anybody, uh, my Twitter is frankp316. If you're a Canadian and you want to know where to find the illegal feed, you can, you can DM me on um, Twitter, and I'll be more than happy to tell you where it is, but I'm not going to say where it is on the podcast because I don't want people to really know, okay, because people want to continue to use it, right? And, um, and so that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to revert to my uh, illegal feed uh, for one night only, okay? But I expect the match to be fantastic, and I mean, EO is so creative, who knows what she's going to do? Anything is possible with this girl. She's crazy. Okay. And that leads us to Sunday's WrestleMania show. Uh, the, the Asuka defending the uh, Raw Women's Championship against um, uh, Rhea Ripley will be on Sunday's show. Uh, again, I expect this to be a very competitive match. And I would expect... I, Asuka deserves a big WrestleMania win. So I would like to see her uh, keep the title in this case. And, um, but one thing she'll want to do, she'll go, she's going to want to talk. If they give her enough time, she'll steal the show. 
Okay, I guarantee you that match will steal the show. The other two women's matches that are on the show, we have the uh, Sasha Banks defending the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship against uh, Bianca Belair. Haven't, do not like the build for this. It's just part of the problem is that um, Sasha is a terrible babyface. She's so bad at it. You know, she's, she's a natural heel. And the problem is you got two baby faces here and Sasha, you know, is exhibiting heel behavior. And I wouldn't surprise me if there's outside interference in that match. Okay. Uh, from either Bailey or the other guy to watch for is Reginald, who's been hanging out with Nia Jax lately. You know, and the Reginald thing is a real uh, head scratcher for most fans. I mean, why is he there? You know, he just doesn't need to be there. And if you're wondering where they got him from, he used to work at Cirque du Soleil. So that, he's not a wrestler. He's an acrobat, okay? All right. And they're also doing, on Saturday, they're doing a tag team turmoil match, which I think ultimately will have five teams. It has four right now, but I believe a fifth team will be added on Friday, SmackDown. And then whoever wins that gets a title shot against Nia Jax and uh, Shayna, but I don't think any of them can beat them, can beat Nia or Shayna, okay? I don't think any of those teams are good enough. I don't care who you're talking about. Okay, so again, that's this weekend's uh, WrestleMania. That's this week's uh, WrestleMania. You've got uh, a TakeOver uh, tomorrow and Thursday and WrestleMania uh, Saturday and Sunday. In uh, the U.S., all this can be viewed, like the Wednesday shows on USA, the Thursday shows on um, uh, Peacock, and then uh, both WrestleMania shows are also on Peacock. In Canada, uh, Wednesday will be on uh, Sportsnet 360, but keep in mind, they are probably going to uh, show it with commercials. So like I said, if you have the facility... I can, uh, or if you want to contact me, I can let you know where to go that you can um, uh, stream the USA feed, okay? Thursday will be on the USA Network, will be on, sorry, I'll be on um, the WWE Network, which we still get in Canada, and both WrestleMania will be on uh, the WWE Network in Canada, okay? All right, let's go. uh, As I said, there was no UFC show last weekend, but we did have a Bellator um, a match on uh, Friday, and what Bellator did because um, they don't have, they only have a, a one foreign TV deal right now with Eng- with the England. It's actually on the BBC iPlayer in England. Uh, what they decided to do was show the entire show on uh, YouTube. So that's where I watched it. And the match that they showed was a flyweight. It was um, uh, Kanawatnabi beating um, Alejandra Lara by split decision. You know, and I guess the thing here is they want to build up Kana towards a a possible title shot. Uh, Alejandra Lara is from Colombia. She trains at uh, Lobo in Mexico, which is, of course, where Alexa Grasso uh, trains. Uh, Her dad owns the gym. So she's primarily a striker. Her ground game is non-existent. Okay, and she's lost to both um, Ilmele McFarlane and Juliana Velasquez. Okay, Kana, of course, is from Japan. She is a um, 
championship quality judoka. Uh, her problem to me as an MMA fighter is she's not very good at striking. And you can see this in the match where uh, Alejandra uh, gets off to a good start with striking, but once uh, Kana gets it to the ground, um, she controls it. Okay, And so that's why um, Kana won the match by split decision. It should have been by unanimous decision, in my opinion. Okay, the video's not up on my blog because nobody's posted it. But uh, round one, I basically scored a 10-9 for Alejandra. Round two, I scored a 10-9 for uh, Kana. And I did that in round three as well. And she just did better on the ground. But uh, what I will say is that if, she, if they're going uh, uh, to uh, have her face uh, you know, get ready for a title shot, she really needs to do something about her striking because... She can't win. She can't beat you, Juliana Velasquez, with that striking. There's no way. The other thing, uh, Bellator announced that uh, coming up, I think it's in May, um, Chris Cyborg will defend her featherweight title against uh, Leslie Smith. Chris beat Leslie a few years ago in the UFC. I don't see this ending any different because Leslie is not a featherweight. She's a bantamweight, and she's not that good anyway. Okay, and so this is the problem you're going to run to with Chris Cyborg is that they really don't have anybody decent over there for her to face. And they never will have anybody decent over there for her to face. They don't have anybody in the UFC for her to face, except for one person, and that's Amanda Nunez. Okay? And so I'm not expecting much from that. Okay, this weekend, this Saturday, we have a UFC show. Now, I want to point out that this show is in the afternoon. Okay? It's on ESPN in the US, TSN in Canada. But the show, uh, the prelims, I think will start at noon. You know, you know depends on... How many fights there actually are but the main card will start at 3 p.m okay so the prelims will start at at noon so you know what that means there's no conflict with wrestlemania how about that anyway uh there's two women's matches on the show the first one which is on the main card is uh, nina ansaroff versus Mackenzie dern uh nina is uh, of course uh, uh married to uh, uh, UFC featherweight and bantamweight champ, uh, Amanda Nunez. As a fighter, I've seen her for years, and I haven't really cared for her that much. But what's happened in the UFC is she's gotten kind of to the top of the rankings because she beat first Angela Hill, and then she beat Claudia Gadelia, which was a real, real upset. And, and you know, that loss is what um, made Claudia move across the country from New Mexico to Philadelphia to train with Mark Henry, okay? And so it was a real upset. In the meantime, Nina had a baby, so she's this is her first match since pregnancy. So when somebody's coming back from pregnancy last night, who the hell knows what she's going to be like? I have no idea, okay? Of course, she still trains at ATT, um, so that hasn't changed, but you never know what she's going to be like. And, and with Mackenzie, it's a little bit different. Mackenzie, of course, is a uh, um, uh, was a BJJ champ in Brazil. Um, her dad is a BJJ champ. Her big problem is her striking, and I also think there was some issues with um, you know getting proper training and that sort of thing. So, I mean, for her early part of her career, she was training at the MMA lab in uh, Phoenix, but she wanted to move to Los Angeles, so she moved to uh, Black House in Los Angeles. And then what happened is she had a baby, she got married, and she ended up leaving Black House because her husband got into a fight with the, uh, the coach over there. And where she's wound up, 
and this was uh, while she was in camp for her last fight, where she's wound up is with Jason Perillo, who uh, uh, trains uh, Chris Cyborg. Okay, so he's a great striking coach. So we could see in her last, I mean, uh, uh, Mackenzie has won her last three fights, and we could see in her last fight that she's already making improvements. And I think we'll see even more of that here because the longer she works with a guy like Jason Perillo, the better her striking is going to be. And to for her to challenge for uh, fighters who are higher up on uh, on um, in championship level, like fighters like uh, uh, um, uh, Carla Sparza and uh, Rose Namahunas and uh, you know others who are up in that level, her striking has to improve. Otherwise, she's going to get beat. All right. So I think we may see improved striking from her. In this, and I don't even know if she'll go for takedowns because she's going to want to showcase that. But I, I, I expect her to win the fight. She's a better fighter than Nina. But Nina has pulled upsets, so you got to watch out for her. But I don't think she'll do that this time this time around. Okay, the other fight on this show, which is on the prelims, is a bantamweight. Uh, it was supposed to be uh, Norma Dumont versus uh, Bia Malecki, but Bia dropped out, and her replacement is Aaron Blanchfield, who is new to the UFC, but not new to to myself. Uh, Norma Dumont is from Belo Horizonte, Brazil. Uh, she's one and one in the UFC. Um, you know, she's kind of a big bantamweight because her first fight in the UFC was a loss to Megan Anderson, and that was at, at featherweight. So she's she won her last fight, but it was against uh, Ashley Evans Smith, I believe. And uh, so she's kind of a large bantamweight who could fight at featherweight as well. I don't think she's a high level fighter. At least not by what I've seen of her. Okay, so um, you know, Aaron um, is uh, uh, trains at um, uh, Renzo Gracie in uh, New York City, and uh, she was in Invicta. She looked pretty good in Invicta. She's still young. She's like 21 years old. Um, she won the Eddie Bravo Classic a couple of years ago. Okay, the thing about uh, her is she's a flyweight and she's training. She's uh, going to fight at bantamweight for this fight only. After this fight, she's going back to flyweight. So uh, obviously, Norma has a, a big size advantage, and you would think that she would use that. But one never knows. I, I, I'll tell you this much about Erin Blanchfield. I've had my eye on her for a couple of years. I'm not surprised to see her in the UFC. And... Um, uh, I think she has the potential to be an elite fighter. I mean, they're starting her off, you know, fighting a, a, a bantamweight, and, and she's not a bantamweight. So, like I said, the big thing here is that Norma has a big size advantage, but I don't think she's that good a fighter. So we'll see what happens with that. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron won the fight. Anyways, uh, that again, I want to mention that that show is on during the day. The prelims will start at noon, and the main card on ESPN and on TSN will be at 3 p.m. So you got to remember that. It's not on at night. Anyways, that's about it for today. Uh, again, uh, don't forget to check out my blog for any videos I got up there. And also my other podcast, The Big Topic at Women's MMA, will be doing one on Thursday. Uh, if you have any uh, questions or comments for my blog, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail, and you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.